Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. We're putting up new buildings, we're knocking down the old. We're working in the summer heat and in the winter cold. And the labour power we sell, me boys, for a hard and weekly pay Produces mighty profits for the greedy MBA And whether we were born here or born in Italy In Greece, in Spain or Ireland, in England or Fiji We all of us are workers, united we must stand until the wealthy bludgers have been driven from our land. We faced deregistration, it backfired in the face. We're not fooled by arbitration, we won't stay in our place. We hit the bosses hard and fast to win and keep our gains and break a couple of concrete pours to back our lug of claims. So keep your powder dry and hold your head up high. It's glass to glass and face to face, our limit is the sky. We've got a fighting history and we never will be cowed. Our builder's labour is a name to make a man feel proud. And good morning from the Concrete Gang. Bright-eyed, bushy-tailed, good morning, gorilla. Good morning, Warren. Good morning, listeners out there and all the new listeners from the picnic. And good morning, Colin. Good morning. Good morning, Buzzer. Good morning, everyone out there. Good morning, Annie on the panel and String Bean uh, looking after the technical support of the new podcast facility that the Concrete Gang has available to you. Get on to the 3CR website and go straight to Concrete Gang and you will get the dulcet tones of the Concrete Gang any time you want it. And you've and got you something do, already. And if you do, you're absolutely sick. But never mind, you're on the Concrete Gang. Award, the award-winning award Concrete, Concrete Gang. Uh, on Thursday night, the Concrete Gang uh, was recognised for their services to broadcasting. <laughs> <laughs> you talk enough shit, you end up believing it. <laughs> The Concrete Gang has been awarded the... Uh, golden Microphone. The Golden Microphone, the Spirit of 3CR Award for 2015 for services to broadcasting and renovations. Indeed, the Concrete Gang, bright-eyed and bushy-tailed every Sunday morning on Community Radio 3CR, 855 on your AM dial. And let's start talking about the picnic. The picnic. Bigger than Texas, mate. There was uh, apparently 22,000 people went to the Caulfield facility for the picnic. That's not counting prams and pushes. So there's another 40,000. You want to see the prams and pushes. It was massive. And I think everyone had a great time. Uh, the live music, the rides and all that. We had a lot of people handing out the uh, the new uh, Concrete Gang, uh, Concrete Gang, <laughs> Concrete Gang, uh, uh, Fridge magnets and uh, all that. People love them. So hopefully we've got all the new uh, listeners this morning. Plus also there was a, 
there was a bloke seen going down the slide. Now, I thought the slides were for those kids, you know, but there was a bloke, big pumpkin head, going down there. <laughs> Apparently, he got himself in a bit of trouble on the second uh, jump and took a bit of skin off his knees and his elbows and all that. So, to uh, Johnny Manus, <laughs> leave it to the kids, me old mate. <laughs> That's right, Johnny, baby. And the Geelong picnic wasn't too bad at all. I think we had 3,900 there. Pretty good day. It didn't get as hot as what it was supposed to, which was a bit which of a relief. A thing. And uh, the busiest queue there I seen was for the Ferry Foss. I'm not a Ferry Foss fan myself, but uh, the Melbourne one seems like it's a bigger problem. The, big, the bigger, the better event we make, the more people seem to come. So it's not, a problem. it's not a problem, is it? Oh, just the queues. The only thing I heard was a little yeah, bit. Yeah, well, of a problem. the trouble is, you'll never stop queues when you're giving stuff away for nothing. <laughs> yes. I mean, you know, I, I can't understand the argument about this. Oh, it was queues. Well, of course there is. They get they go to one end, get a hamburger and ice cream, go, go, go time their beat, the, the other end of the queue, queuing up again. So Can I, mean, I tell you, I come last in the over 35, 100-metre sprint, and um, I think this time they had a category for over 50s because I'm a bit far past 35. Well, we, we, had a, we had a bloke used to run at Moody Valley very famously, and uh, <laughs> we used to get a bill every year for about $5,000. had to put the lights on, wait for him to come home, but I won't mention uh, Warren's name, but anyway... <laughs> Now, it seemed to go, all the picnics seemed yeah, to go well. I heard the Ballarat had a big crowd too. No snake, snake charmers down there? No, no, no snake charmers. No snake charmers. Righto. This is a quick report around the state. The uh, picnic went off very well, but of course, the picnic is actually in Wodonga tomorrow and also in Mildura tomorrow. So, everywhere else, uh, it was last Monday, it was a huge success. The police uh, actually took uh, some. Uh, on-the-spot fines against the uh, people organising the traffic management because the streets around Caulfield were blocked off and that had an effect in the end on the Monash Freeway. So anyway, all good. People enjoyed it. But i got to say, the highlight of the day for me was when the news came through that Nigel Hatchkiss had resigned as the uh, director of the Fair Work Building Commission. Unfortunately, by the time I got home, he'd withdrawn his resignation and he's now just on extended sick leave. Smell a rat. Smell a rat. I've got to tell you, the whole picnic just lifted when that news came out. <laughs> if they could then they sat on the speakers or what did they do? Well, i got to say, Nigel Hatchkiss uh, is off on sick leave at the moment. Oh dear, how sad. And uh, he has been named in a legal matter before the, uh, the courts at the moment. And uh, it's an equal opportunity matter, I oh. me thinks. Uh, mm. Stay posted for further updates. It should be interesting. Righto. The other thing that happened this week, of course, was the blackmail charges that have been laid against John Shetka, the secretary of the CFMEU Construction Division in Victoria and Tasmania, and Assistant Secretary Sean Reardon. This is, of course, unprecedented. Never has blackmail been used as a criminal offence for industrial campaigns or disputes. It is unprecedented. In fact, the last time uh, the common law was used against unions in this way was probably back in the 19th century, and that was the Shearer's strike and uh, the charges were conspiracy. I might add a lot easier to prove than blackmail. But anyway, our good friends... uh, from the Hercules Task Force, Turk, uh, they had decided that they would uh, avoid the media scrum, they said, 
and arrest uh, people in the case of Sean Reardon at his home. And in the case of John Shetka, while he was driving his wife and family home from a visit to the Victoria Market. And the story was that both sides of uh, the road suddenly were blocked off by our good friends from Turk. Some little suburban street in North Melbourne. Suddenly there's uh, lights and and sirens and uh, unmarked cars. Front and back, bang, blocked off. In front of his kids, taken away charged and then released on his own surety. Well, you got to say, that's pretty pathetic. Because we're not exactly inexperienced when it comes to dealing with our friends from the constabulary. Usually ring up, arrange for a visit to the cop shop, get the charge, off you go, see you later. No, they had to uh, go over the top and make a big event out of it and say they were trying to avoid the media. Well, well, that, did, the, that didn't work either, did, did it? No, the press release they put out later in the afternoon uh, on Sunday made sure that there was front pages everywhere. And, of course, uh, if you're going to stick it in our face, we're going to give you a little bit back. Nice. And the bit back was the rally on uh, the uh, following day when uh, on the Tuesday morning we had the rally in uh, William Street in front of the magistrate's court supported by a huge range of unions and, of course, the bulk of the uh, attendees were members of the CFMEU from the inner city uh, job sites who turned up and supported the Secretary and Assistant Secretary. Well done, boys. It was worth listening to just for the chanting till a certain party ran out of breath. And that will be featured, of course, on the podcast. Uh, The Perkmeister somehow just... Dropped the old volume for a second. We've got it here. And we're going to play it for you now. I mean, what a voice so far. Quite the yell. There it was. There you go. The old Perky Meister, he... uh, (coughs) Ran out of puff. He did a good job, though, didn't he? He did a good job, and the the good thing was that uh, I would say he might have learnt that you've got to actually use your diaphragm. You've got to push it up out there. Diaphragm, come (laughs) on. It was all in the throat. Never mind. Moving right along. Good one, Pavarotti. It was Pavarotti. That's right. We'll call him Pavarotti from now on. Perky Pavarotti. Anyway... Terrific effort by every, everyone at very short notice. Well done to all the other unions supporting and obviously there'll be a lot more uh, media coverage before this is all over. Also, We're gonna there was to... another oh, event and, uh, this week and that was the Mosh Pit Adventures of the Gorilla. Yes, Would you yes. like to give us a report on the Akadaka concert? I thought I was going to be the oldest bloke in the mosh pit at the Akadaka concert, but I reckon I was nearly the youngest. There's a bloke there had dread legs. He could, he dread, could walk, locks. dread locks. He could wipe his ass with them. They were hanging around his ankles. Mate, they were playing the air guitar. It was all happening, you know. But uh, I was down there in the mosh pit mixing with the brothers and the sisters, but there was some bloke mincing around up in the uh, la-di-da part up there. I think it was young Michael Sayers was up there and. Uh, Exclusive the, uh, Slater and Gordon uh, well, I didn't want reserve to mention, seats. I didn't want to mention that, but you know, you've mentioned it. And, I uh, didn't think they'd have enough money at the moment to give well, out suits. They haven't. There was only one suit. They have two. <laughs> <laughs> so, but look, I've got to say, I, even if you're not an Akadaka fan and that, but 
the the money they spend on the stage show and and the lighting and the, they have cannons that blow up, uh, they have big bells. It's just amazing what they spend on the stage show. So, and and I think at the end of the day, you could have got a ticket there for a hundred bucks down the mosh pit, although we paid one hundred and fifty. So good one, Brussels. But anyway, um. No, it was a great night, and it's it's all about rock and roll. It's just it's just a simple pub band that started off years ago. I, we, I think we all used to go soon. We used to drink with a few of the boys there years ago down the Matthew Flinders, and here they are now. They had concerts with a hundred thousand people on two nights in Melbourne. Uh, you know, they used to argue about who's going to buy the cigarettes. Well, I don't think arguing about that anymore. But the few have dropped off along the way, and I, I think Angus is the last man standing. But well worth the money. I hope they last forever. So we'll cut to a track. Isn't one of them still stationary in New Zealand? Yeah, yeah, he is. He's, he's a more more drugs than Keith Richards, old that bloke. He's, he did an interview the other day. He didn't have any teeth in. Thought he put his false teeth. In. I think he might be. Um, anyway, like he said, I've got all this money. I'm going to party. I'm going to. I'm going to burn it up partying. I think he's done a good job of that. So anyway, we'll cut so, to cheerio cut, to Phil Rudd. Yeah, cut to track. Rock or bust. Moving right along. Jeez, what's going on? Let's have a little chat about uh, something other than your musical tastes. Well, it's just not mine, mate. Oh, oh dear. I think everyone likes him. Thanks, Buzzer. Uh, thanks, uh, what's your name, Buzzer? Yeah, it is Buzzer. <laughs> Let's yeah. talk about I'm not firing on all cylinders today. No, you don't look uh, the best for me, either. Never, never recovered from the award presentation. <laughs> yeah, well, right. you, know, you know you put us to sleep with your speech again, mate. Although well, we, we were nearly <laughs> asleep before you started. <laughs> right, and uh, we need to move on to uh, some industry material. And one of those things is a little incident that occurred this week, Colin. Yes, on uh, Punt Road on uh, Wednesday, a precast panel truck um, hit, uh, hit from, a bridge from, from Road on Transport. Yeah, and uh, the precaster was Vision. Vision precast, our good friend Joe Pinto. And, uh, yeah, the uh, the truck was 4.7 metres high and uh, trying to put that into a 4.3 metre bridge um, doesn't quite fit. It so, didn't come out the other end. It did not, indeed. I thought um, that was Monaghan. Was it Punt Road, was it? No, nah, Punt Road, yep, yep. Yeah. And uh, precast panels all over the road, broken chains. Um, poor old trucky. He, uh, all he was told when he left the yard, don't go through the tunnel. So he obeyed that rule. He didn't go through the tunnel. He just tried to get under the bridge. So the crane crew in Box Hill were quite wrapped. They had an early day. Uh, no panels delivered. And uh, unfortunately, uh, you know, the poor old truck, he's a subby to a subby to a subby. And, uh, yeah, someone's going to be in a bit of trouble well, over it, I'd say. There's, I've never seen more Vic Roads uh, inspectors and Metro Rail people in my life. Well, I had a bit of an incident with Vision Precast as well because down on the Valio job, down at Port Melbourne, they decided to call the constabulary on me when they were putting in... Vision precast panels in down the back of that laneway, that famous laneway down there. So, um, yeah, cheerio to Valio. Um, thanks for your assistance there. The two young fellas there, the so-called OH&S rep, who proceeded to take me while I was was walking around the place a bit. And uh, Close. That's all you get uh, off them. We need a bit better service off them, don't we? 
Yes, we're uh, obviously going to be nominating Jimmy and Valio for a special award in the uh, Scallywag section. But anyway, the fact that our friends from Vic Roads have turned up and have taken a bit of interest in this matter might just suggest that they're finally going to take the problems involved with the transport of precast uh, into some serious consideration because it has been lacking for a long time. A uh, code of practice, or code of practice, an industry standard was drawn up some years ago and the whole industry agreed on it. But Joe Pinto and his crew at Vision obviously haven't read it. But it's a good thing that uh, Vic Rhodes has finally turned up because as occurred only recently in Western Australia, two young blokes were killed when people were unloading uh, precast from a truck in Perth and uh, it is very easy to basically drop them, basically get them off balance so they slide off the side. All sorts of things can happen with precast and there's a bloody lot of weight in them. Weren't you involved in the document years ago? In the, in, in the trans- in, I just want to give you a bit of a plug up there. Uh, Warren, you were involved in the uh, document that was about transportation of precast panels and we need to get that around the place a bit too really again yeah you're right but uh, can i just say if that truck would have been in another lane not the inside lane the middle lane or the outside lane one of the panels that came off the truck would have speared straight into the side of a car no problem at all and that would any passenger in the car would have been good night or anyone in the back seat of a car on the passenger side would have been gone completely pure luck a bit like an incident down in uh, Racecourse road some years ago which uh was supposed to be the start of a whole new uh, practice, industry standard. I went to that one. And it was amazing that peak out that no one was injured, no other cars were hit, and he hit, and, he, and that bloke hit the uh, bridge at high speed. Righto. Now, we also have to uh, do a, uh, some unfortunate uh, RIPs for a, a number of members of the CFMEU who have passed away in the last week. Obviously, Johnny Parker, who lost his fight with a brain tumour. Uh, Paddy Haynes, again, who lost uh, a fight with cancer. cancer. And uh, Laurie Cross. Yeah, Laurie Cross, well-known rigger dogman around the uh, around Melbourne for many, many, many years. So there was a big uh, memorial service down at uh, Warrigal for Johnny Parker, and there were... Uh, Services also on Friday for Paddy Haynes and Laurie Cross. On Saturday. Saturday yeah, to come. Saturday yeah. just gone in Greensboro. That's correct, yep. yep. So, Farley, all those members who all uh, put into the industry and put into the union. A cheerio too to um, a CFMEU official, Billy. Billy out there had a bit of an accident where he come down in St Kilda Junction there in the middle of the road and uh, he's ended up with a broken wrist. Um, which is uh, not a good injury to get this close to Christmas. But, uh, yeah, he's come. And when we said we had didn't take any falls this year, we did take one fall last week. And um, all the best to him in his recovery from that. Might, yeah. be, might be a blessing in disguise, that one. He just got his motorcycle licence, so that'll keep him off the throttle for a while. <laughs> bustling. Bustling Billy is uh, on the bike again. Righto. Cheerio to Bustling and also cheerio to all the friends, family, of uh, those members that passed away in such tragic circumstances. Now, before we get to Scallywags, just a quick reminder in the lead-up to Christmas, if you get terminated 10 days 
in the 10 days prior to the start of the Christmas shutdown, you have to get paid for the three public holidays. If your boss doesn't do the right thing, get onto the union office, get onto your delegate, get onto your organiser. There's one ringing in now. Um, <laughs> that member will get instant service. Now, uh, that, that's a perfect no, segue. That's, that's, well, well done, Gorilla. No, that was perfect. No, no, no. It's from, um, it's from the um, Southern Cross Rail Station. <laughs> Apparently someone's been fine there last night drinking on the station, drunk, asleep. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. Oh. By the way, you could have got me there five minutes earlier. I had to wait an hour after that too. Did I mention any names? I had to wait an hour for a train there. Did I mention any names? We went through the booze bus and we got clear. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. But we won't say the same for those travelling on Lucky public Lucky I wasn't trying. <laughs> right Now, just back to those last couple of things. In the lead up to Christmas, keep reminding people, work safe. It is damn dangerous as the push goes on to get things finished by Christmas, which is impossible, and everyone knows it, but they keep pushing. And second last thing is, in the show before we go to Scallywags, you also have to be paid in advance of the actual shutdown. You are not paid on the day or after the day. You've got to be paid under the award in advance so that you can get it checked out and you don't suddenly find when the... uh, Industries closed down that there ain't no money there. Righto, scallywags. We have a few. Uh, pumpkin, probably oh, a yeah. bit unfair. But no, no, mind. just a bit of a joke, old pumpkin going down the old slide. And we've got the, a special award that we've started now. It's called the Michael Cleminger Sookie Sookie La La Award. Yeah. And that's going to be awarded to Mal Rittel. Oh, he was Mal you just sooked too much. Okay. Cop it on you, the chin, mate. You copped it on. The, you should have copped it on the chin. You didn't. And all those SMSs, all those phone calls have just got you the Sookie Lala Award. The lady doth protest too much, methinks. That's right. Now, uh, special uh, mention goes to Joe Pinto and Vision Precast for that incident that could have been an unmitigated disaster. Uh, Randall Fuller and uh, ProBuild for facilitating uh, the entry to site of the ABCC, Nigel Hatchkiss's crew, and uh, actually putting the finger right on the shop steward out at Werribee. What was yeah. Randall thinking there? What was he thinking? Randall wasn't thinking, thinking. I think. Randall never thinks. Righto, Johnny Hollands for their little effort out at Ravenhall the other day, calling the coppers uh, yet again. Won't be forgotten, John Hollands. Jimmy from Valio. For his little effort in calling the coppers. Steve brought in. We're going to give him a nomination. Jeez, a late one. You've done it again. He's done it again. Right of entry issues. He's telling all the workers and everything. What's it going to do with them, please? Righto. And last but not least, Nigel Hadskis. For first, doing the right thing and resigning. And second, doing the wrong thing and withdrawing the resignation. Okay. Gentlemen, who is the Scallywag well, well, of you, the week? You've mixed up two because there's two separate awards there, the Scallywag and the Sookie Lala. Well, he just wins the Sookie Lala automatically. Nomination yeah, is yeah, enough. that's right. That's right. Right, who are we going for for actual Scallywag of the week? Oh, I don't know. I like Nigel because I reckon, you know, putting in your resignation and then, you know, a couple of hours later, you know, couldn't make his mind up what he wanted to do. 
And because I got so excited when I heard he was gone, and then to, yeah, I was so disappointed. And, and then so disappointed. I was, I was up so high and then down so low so quickly. So buzzer. I like Nigel. Oh, Randall Fuller. Yeah, I like Randall Fuller. Yeah. Mm. Nigel Hedgeth just is Nigel Hedgeth. What can you expect? Done, yeah, exactly. But Randall, Randall Fuller, Fuller, he should know better, shouldn't he, Randall? Oh, mate, please, he's come off the he's come come off the interchange bench like Teddy Hopkins. I mean, you know, please, <laughs> Randall, go back to the office, son. Keep out the way. <laughs> Better say Randall's Fuller. Well, yeah. Randall Fuller's won it. Congratulations Man. to Randall Fuller. Another Fuller. award for Pro Bill. Congratulations, Randall. Scallywag of the week. Well, what well, else have we got before we? Well, I'm just going to uh, introduce uh, the oh. track that I've got to finish off the show. This is an Archie Roach song. It's going to be performed by Dan Sultan and Emma Donovan, two young Aboriginal performers who were in great voice out at the Thornbury Theatre where there was a 25th anniversary show for Charcoal Lane, a album put out by Archie Roach back in the 80s. Sensational show, sensational artist, and this is a dedication to Archie and that album from Dan Sultan and Emma Donovan. So we'll go out in the same old way. Dare to struggle, dare to win. If you don't fight, you lose. Good morning from the Concrete Gang. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.